Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hi folks, my name is Joseph Langlois, and this week we are discussing The Incredibles. My name is Ray DeRoso, and not all heroes wear capes. That's true, that's true. Um, before we get into the discussion of the movie this week, we did want to take a moment to discuss something a little bit more serious, uh, specifically regarding, uh, we didn't do an episode last week, um, and this was in part due to all of the protests over the murder of George Floyd and a farther, more widespread movement of, uh, Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter. We wanted to respect that, and part of the way that we've done that is highlighting some other film podcasts that have black hosts, which we would all recommend that you check out. There is Who Shot Ya uh, on the Max Fun Network. There is Wannabe Film Buffs, which is a relatively new independent podcast that has a pretty similar energy to ours, although they're <laughs> they're uh, a little bit uh, more critical and. I, I love it for that. The, I listen to their Pulp Fiction episode, and they have completely different takes than us, and it's really interesting. <laughs> um, and then Bad Romance, which is a new addition to Lunar Light Studio, and they also have a very wonderful and charming backlog, huge backlog. So I would recommend that you check any of those out. Yeah, go check those out. And if you are already following them and would like to find more podcasts by black creators or just uh new new media by black creators in general just just do a little research just just literally the internet is right there just just do it and then you can find something that's to your liking also yes yeah it's important it's important to amplify black voices especially now but at all times even when this hashtag mm -hmm. runs out of the trending list because Black Lives Matter is not a trend. It's not a trend. It's always true. It's always important. Um, it still feels weird coming back to this show right now. Mm -hmm. We we still need to continue doing our podcast, despite the fact that there are a lot of motions and movements going on uh, in the world right now, including the protests. Uh, uh, but if we can help with providing a little... A little respite for you, uh, so you can levity. get back into to fighting for Black Lives Matter, because everybody still needs to take a break, but the, the important part is bouncing back and continuing that fight. Absolutely. Um, so, let's move on and talk about The Incredibles. Now, I do want to preface this with, I was extremely, like vitriolic towards Jack-Jack mm -hmm. before we recorded for some reason. I was just yelling at this baby who had powers. Why? Why were you mad um, at Jack-Jack, Ray? Well, I was just doing a bit, but Joe found the deep-rooted reason, which is I'm a baby and he's a baby and I'm jealous. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just being a funny haha, -ha, and then I realized, wait, being rude to a baby isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of funny. <laughs> it was kind of funny. 
<laughs> the thing is, I wasn't actually making fun of Jack Jack. I was just yelling into the ether. For, um, you know how people just yell sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Um, I I did want to point out that this movie specifically, I think a lot of people still will be surprised to see this show up in the list. Um, because whenever I mention that we're doing Incredibles, everyone's shocked that you haven't seen this movie. And I, I wanted watch- to mention that this movie specifically is part of the impetus of this whole project because this is the one this is the one that you actively lied about having seen in a conversation with friends yes <laughs> you were because like, i didn't want friends to think bad of me and yeah. then <laughs> i'm like yeah i know who violet yeah remember that part mm-hmm. i've seen incredibles and then i just shut mm-hmm. up so uh, let's I've, I've sent you the link showing the the I know what they look like. Uh, yeah, with the with the image, of, it just shows the family. Uh, so it's just an image of, of the movie or a, a movie poster, and it just shows the family. So can you tell me the names? I, I would like the oh, no. civilian names and the hero names of no! each of those characters. What? Why would you do this to me? Okay, there's Jack-Jack, who is... A baby, so yes. he doesn't fight, but he's the Jack Jack of all trades, and he does save the day at the very end. Okay. Um, there's Dash, uh-huh. who is also known as Dash. Okay. There's Violet, who is the invisible girl. There's Bob, who is Mr. Incredible. Uh-huh. And there is uh, uh, Elastigirl, which I don't remember her name. I keep wanting to say Reba, but that's not true. <laughs> Before we started, you referred to her as Lady Fantastic, which is why I wanted to do this. I Um, knew what her actual name was. Okay. (laughs) Lady Fantastic, a.k.a. Reba, a.k.a. (laughs) Elastigirl. Okay. Um, (sighs) And I guess just like a quick sweeping uh, motion, what's the, the the big plot points? What's the plot? Okay. Um... Have you ever seen Spy Kids? <laughs> I have seen Spy Kids. Okay, so have I. We watched it together. Yes. Um, it's kind of like that. The parents are heroes, a.k.a. spies, if we're watching Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. They get kidnapped, this time by uh, Mr. Incredible's sidekick, who idolized him and then got turned down and turned evil because he was mean and jealous and okay. turned his feelings into negativity. When because- he, when this sidekick... Um- Turned evil. What was his new supervillain name? I keep wanting to say Megamind, and that's not true! (laughs) (laughs) It's not true! It's not Megamind. I haven't seen Megamind. I should put that on the list. We should put my. I've heard that Megamind is actually very good. Yeah. Um, So, (laughs) Megamind is here, uh, and it's basically Don't Meet Your Heroes, but also... Mr. Incredible was kind of mean and rude and dismissive of his sidekick. Okay. And biggest fan. So he has, like, he had a lot of growing to do, and he has at this point. But uh, uh, Megamind held on to a grudge mm-hmm. and, you know, believes in uh, no heroes. No more heroes. No more if, heroes. If everybody has how superpowers, he... nobody has superpowers. Right, exactly. Yes, you're right about that. So how does... Megamind specifically intend to end superheroes. He's going to give everybody superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> How's he going to do that? A big machine? 
a, a super a super maker machine. Uh, yeah, um, that it is, it's a laser. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a laser so that basically gives people... Mojo Jojo. Yeah, yeah, he he has a laser that that gives people powers. And he's going to shoot it up at the satellite, and it's going to reflect onto every person in the planet. Yep, and then once everybody has powers, you don't need superheroes anymore. Right, exactly. Because when everybody has superpowers, nobody has superpowers anymore after that. Exactly. Correct. Uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Um... What are some other what are some other characters in the movie? There there's so we have the main family and we have the villain. Um I know that there's some other friends and allies that we meet along the way. Mm-hmm. There's Frozone, uh that everybody loves. He worked with Mr. Incredible and Lassa Girl mm-hmm. when they were active heroes in the past. There's Edna Mode who uh, outfits everybody and says no capes, and that is how Megamind <laughs> dies at the very end. He gets sucked into a propeller and what? dies. <laughs> yeah, from his cape. That's true. Yeah, uh-huh. you're right. How, wh- um, where do you know this stuff from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just know it somehow. <laughs> so, I I was only half lying when I said I've seen The Incredibles. Right, you've seen enough GIF sets on Tumblr that I guess. <laughs> I'm not even on Tumblr. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So no capes. Also, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the director or something voices Edna Mode. I oh. think that was a thing I saw on like Disney. I didn't a, know that a while back, uh, like when I was a teen. That would make sense to me because I remember being like, "Oh yeah, the director voiced a character," and can you guess which one? And they like put up three pictures of characters, mm-hmm. and I never saw the answer. But I'm like, "It's Edna Mode. It has to be Edna Mode. It's got to be Edna Mode." <laughs> um. So yeah, those are two of the other characters that we see. Um. There's also Violet's love interest, Rich. Yeah. Um. He's just kind of a dude. Who's yeah. He's just a dude. <laughs> he's just a dude. You're right about that. Uh, but is like nice to her, mm-hmm. but she doesn't, she needs self-confidence. That's Violet's whole arc is self-confidence in this movie, uh, which is fitting because she turns invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she learns to hone that and becomes more confident as the movie goes. Dash is impulsive and fast, and he has to learn how to not just like take stock and think for once in his yeah. life. Uh, also, the sibling dynamic between them is very good. Okay, how so? It's real. They fight, and they bicker, but they still love each other, and sure. will still care about each other. Okay. And don't, like, do the whole, I'm gonna brood for five episodes kind of thing. Right. They're real. <laughs> they feel realistic. Yeah, I think that's one of the... I think that's one of the reasons this movie sticks out in so many people's minds, is how well-written and realistic all of the characters are mm-hmm. um except for jack jack because he shouldn't have all except powers. for jack jack yeah <laughs> I, I i wanted to, i wanted to ask I, I, one of the most important parts of this movie for me and one of the reasons it stood out to me is the opening sequence and how it kind of sets up the broader universe and story um because as you know it takes place a, a little bit in the past yeah uh-huh. so can you explain you know what's going on with that so it's in sepia um, it's Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl. They, like, team up out of nowhere to do a thing. 
and Elastigirl impresses him, and they're on rooftops, and then she, like, Elastas away, and he's like, Uh wow, yeah, uh, into the sunset, and then the next scene is them at their wedding. Okay, yeah. But the opening shot is, like, their first encounter, and how they both Yeah, I mean, you're right about that. I'm just curious about the rest of, like... Where where do we see the Incredibles family in present day? What's going on with them? What what do they get kid? What do the parents get kidnapped from? Oh, they're at breakfast. This is the opening. They're just like out at the diner. Hmm. Um. Yeah. This is where the plot holes start coming in because I don't actually know anything about this movie. That's why I'm poking here. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> they're just having a no. They're at home. They're making like a Saturday morning breakfast. Mm-hmm. And we get some nice little dynamics between them, the family. Uh, and then dad goes off to work because he is an accountant now. Mm-hmm. And, mom... and his boss, Wallace Shawn, has his famous line. Can you remember anything that Wallace Shawn said in the movie? Wallace Shawn says, numbers, numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He does. He super does. Go on. Go on with the breakfast scene. Um, and, uh, he, uh, Bob sees, oh, no, well, that's it. And then Bob goes to work and he sees some crime. Or he sees potential for crime and he's like, I can't. I'm not a hero. And then just moves forward. So why is he not a hero? He's retired. Oh, okay. Because he wanted to focus on the family. I see. I see. So once, once Bob and Reba. decided to start a family they hung up the capes because or i guess the lack of capes uh Mm but their superhero clothes because they wanted to stay safe and keep their family safe yes okay yes but they also yearn for superheroing again i see i see because they are like still young (laughs) and can Uh act and so, uh, like, are there other active heroes then? Like, is Frozone still active? Um, do, like, are there, there younger heroes that are, that have kind of stepped into the role? There's a few, but they're not as, like, impactful as, as Mr. Incredible mm-hmm. and Elastigirl and Frozone when they were around. What's Mr. Incredible's powers? He is. <laughs> My first thought was he's not rude. Um,. <laughs> Uh, he can, he's a, he's a, he's a big punch heavy lifter boy. Just really strong. Just really strong. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he's not indestructible though. Okay. Does he have mad ups? Can he jump? No, he's not a jump. He cannot jump. Okay. Look at his legs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's okay because Elastigirl makes up for it by stretch. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. What's what's a real world skill that like a, a regular mundane skill that anybody could have that was really interesting to see um, Elastigirl use in this movie? Uh, I think I know what you mean. She I- so she is she has she does a job or she is good at an occupation that anybody any human being could be good at, but it's just not something you see very often. And it was really cool to see her do this because it had nothing to do with her superpowers. Oh, I thought you meant something. I thought you meant uh, what's like a mundane use she has for her superpower. No, no, no. No, It has nothing to do with her superpowers. And it was really cool to see her do something that was just like 
not not in the just world of thing. fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, you said people don't usually see it, so now I'm thinking. Yeah, it's not it's not super common. I don't know what jobs are. <laughs> um, <laughs> she are electricians common. I don't know. Like my first thought is that she's a plumber. Yeah. Okay. How does I she? Think she's a plumber. How does she use? <laughs> I can't imagine a scenario in which she uses plumbing knowledge without becoming very thin and squeezing through pipes. Yeah, I know. That's why I thought about plumbing. But also, I don't think she uses her powers during her day job. I think yeah. that's a rule she has for herself. So her day, so Bob's an accountant and Reba <laughs> is is a plumber by by trade. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then she. Where do they get kidnapped to? An island. An island. Of lost dreams. An Um, island of lost dreams. Okay. No, (laughs) they do go to an island, though. They get taken to an island because then Dash and Violet have to get there somehow. Yeah, how do they get there? I'm literally just making. (laughs) Spike Kids. Spike Kids, too. Yeah. Um. Uh. They, Edna Mode, Edna Mode helps helps them with what? Like gives, what it gives them like a submarine. Okay, okay. To get there <laughs> okay. in secret, and then they have to like go through the pipe. What's bit. Edna Mode's deal? Is she, like she's a fashionista. She's a fashionista. She's a fashionista for superheroes. And why designs. does she have access to a submarine? She's part of a an organization for for heroes. She's like, like on the board. Okay, I see. Okay. But she's also like close friends. Friends! Like she cares for the Incredibles, sure. certainly. Sure, sure, sure. But she's also very strict. Tell me what you think of. This might be contentious because it's always memorable to me, but might not be memorable to everybody. Um, what, what do you think of Gazer Beam? Excuse you? Gazer Beam? Uh, is that the thing that the robots do? There's big robots. Or is that... I don't know! <laughs> Big robots, okay? That's a new that's a new element. <laughs> well, yeah, it's during the climax there's big robots that cast mayhem so uh, Megamind can enact his plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gazer Beam makes people stop and just stare and drool. Is at... he a good guy? A bad guy? Uh, I thought it was a weapon. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> he's a weapon. Gazer beam's a weapon, doesn't it? Listen to yourself, Gazer beam. <laughs> You're right. Like I don't know anything about this movie. Everything's falling apart. This is the impetus for this podcast. <laughs> um, I think I think we're good. I I don't want to rush out of here because I feel like there's a lot of good stuff to do, but. <laughs> I, I I think we're falling completely off the rails at this point. Uh-huh. Do you want to eat some popcorn, Ray? Throw me, Bob. <laughs> yes, what's your favorite line from the movie? Throw it's me. throw me, Bob, when they're trying to save Jack-Jack from Megamind. I know you know that. I know you know that. I'm so glad you said that. Excellent. All right. <clears throat> Let's eat some popcorn, buddy. Okay. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Popcorn Break. This is the portion of the show where we read messages from the people that help us keep this show going. If you would like to have a message read during the Popcorn Break, you can go to lunarlightstudio.com and navigate to the incoming transmissions page under support us. 
and we will get that message read for you as soon as possible, whether it's a personal message for your friend or a more professional message for another podcast or something to that effect. For now, I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you about a couple of the other shows here on Lunar Light Studio if you haven't checked them out yet. The first of which uh, is another show that Ray and I do <laughs> called Gaming New Horizons. We do Gaming New Horizons with our friend Terrence, and GNH, or Gaming New Horizons, is the best casual gaming news source out there. Of course, I'm completely unbiased when I say that. Your three best friends discuss video games, new and old, to celebrate their strengths and analyze their weaknesses. When the conversation comes to a close, they decide if the featured game is worth continuing or if it's game over. Ray, Terrence, and Joe are here to guide you through the world of games every other Friday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, LunarLightStudio.com. Gaming. It's for everyone. And if maybe video games are not in your field of interest, I'd like to perhaps direct you to the Cryptid Keeper. What common ground do an Appalachian folklorist and a horror-savvy scream queen have? Cryptids. Well, it's a lot of things, but uh, cryptids is the thing that they're going to be focusing on in this show, The Cryptid Keeper. Come laugh, learn, and get creeped out as best friends Alex and Addison take a lighthearted look at the weird, wild unknowns of the world. And cryptids, of course, are those creatures that have plenty of evidence and lore and stories supporting, but no hard proof of whether or not they exist. But we all know the truth. We, we know that cryptids are out there, which is why it's important to uh, take a look at them and learn more about them and enjoy the stories um there's so much to know and addison and alex uh, help guide you through that so please go give that a listen please go give gaming new horizons a listen and any of the other shows here on lunar light studio they're all wonderful and i hope that you enjoy some of what you listen to with that i'm gonna hand it back over to ray and joe from the past um well i guess it's all the past to you um, I don't really know how to end this. You know, I've done these so many times and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, is that apparent? I think that's probably apparent. Um, I'm going to keep trailing off and I'll probably fade out and make it sound real funny. Um, anyway, back to the movie. So now welcome Ray. Welcome to the group of people that are people that have seen <laughs> The Incredibles. Six people! Six people now. I make six. Yeah. There's you, Josh Groban, Katy Perry, our friend Anika, mm-hmm. um, Anna de Armas, and me. Yeah. That's all six people who've That's ever all seen six people. The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe more people haven't seen this movie. It's, it's really good. It's so... I It's... I bet it's going to become a cult classic 15 <laughs> years after it comes out. How many years yeah. has it been? Uh, 2004? Oh my god. I said 15 years. It's over 15 years. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, what'd you think? I thought it was incredible. Oh, yeah. Incredibly incredible bad. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh i thought it was incredible too it's it's good um so i'll just go through the plot real quick um the incredibles are a family of superheroes and superheroes have been banned by society um and so they are all living kind of miserable lives trying their best to be normal but bob 
or Mr. Incredible is having trouble adjusting to that and can't seem to get his head out of the glory days. He is lured to a secret island where he is able to practice superhero work, but he keeps this a secret from his family. And the secret island ends up being a testing ground for a supervillain named Syndrome. And when this is revealed, he is captured. His family comes to rescue him and they are reunited and Bob has to overcome his obsession with the glory days. And in the end, they are able to come together and work as a family to defeat the villain. And I I don't know if it's ever resolved whether or not like superheroes are allowed in society again, but uh, certainly everyone was grateful that they showed up and defeated the, the great evil. Um, So that's, that's the plot of the Incredibles, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of wood to go through. There's a lot of wood to go through. This movie is jam-packed. I remember, like, I started crying and, like, I started, like, being like, dang, there's a lot going on. And it was, we were, like, 45 minutes in. (laughs) There's a lot going on in the movie and there's a lot of characters, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gazer beam. I'm still confused what gazer beam can do aside from just shoot a laser. He's he's cyborg. Or not cyborg. Cyclops. (laughs) He's Cyclops. Yeah, he's Cyclops. You're right. It's just because he stares longingly at the enemies. That's it. <laughs> well, he was presumably sitting down in that cave and etched the password into the into the stone before he died. Yes. There's a lot of um, dark stuff in yeah, this movie. The movie is dark and it's not afraid to be dark. I, I remember that little speech that Helen gives the kids uh, where mm-hmm. she says, uh, these villains are not like the villains in your saturday morning cartoons they will kill you if they get the chance so don't let them and i'm like oh dang oh dang helen coming through yeah yeah it was really good that i love helen helen is very good uh in this movie what i really like and i i touched on this in my fake synopsis the relationships feel real in this movie and they do and they're complicated and you know what's not annoying are the kids because Mm -hmm. they're not annoying they were written as kids and teens yeah they are (laughs) annoying but in a like in a sibling way they're not annoying to the viewer in a real way yeah exactly Um, they're annoying to each other and they all of the petty stuff that kids do and you kind of let them do because they're kids they turn it off when Mm -hmm. they have to Yes. And it's it's really interesting to see how, like, and this is something I've never considered before, like, on previous watches, but seeing how growing up with powers but having to hide them affects (laughs) Dash's and Violet's characters differently. And, like, Violet has always been, like, she's the firstborn and she's always been, like, very reclusive and very, like, she hates the fact that she has powers. She just wants to be normal. And she always has to fight against that part of, of herself, or at least she feels like she does. Mm-hmm. And because of that, she really struggles to use her powers when she needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big thing that she has to overcome. That's part of what she goes through during the movie. And Dash is kind of the opposite, where he's like, he struggles to be normal and reel it back and blend in with society. And... Um, 
and control himself but he learns how to do that through the movie and we see that resolved at the end where he uh where his family's cheering for him to get into second place <laughs> right at the track meet <laughs> that was very cute that was very good very cute i would also if i was a bystander i'd be like i'm not sure what's going on yeah but then <laughs> since he had a productive outlet not just in like being in sports but like because he was able to use his powers for good and um you know be a superhero he was able to control himself in other areas of life life as well yeah i I like how the for the kids especially their superpowers were tied very much to their arcs and growth Mm -hmm. as people yeah what i like about the relationship between bob and helen is that they're both right in some regard Uh, yeah but but bob took it to the point where it was hurting his family right and Helen was like too focused on she was, keeping yeah, up she normal was appearances of of exposing her family right. and, and that was hurting them mentally and as as a family mm-hmm. but Bob physically wasn't there to support his family right and i like the scene in the limo where he's like violet your hair's different i'm like yeah. he's 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 Keeping Present. up with the family. You can see, now. I mean, God, the, f- the first half of the movie really hit me uh, where Bob is like, he's gone. He's not, he's totally checked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I've, I've been in places like that where I'm, you know, it's just like going through the motions and he's so depressed mm-hmm. uh, by his, by his life. And it's not because of his family. It's because of his job and everything that he has to, he has to put away and give up. Yeah. Um, but he's missing his family because of that depression. Yeah. That dinner scene sucked. Mm-hmm. In a good way, but it sucked and it was heartbreaking to see how dysfunctional and how how they were falling apart because none of them could express themselves in the ways they wanted to. What do you think of Lucius Frozone, voiced by Samuel L. Jackson? Lovely, fantastic, love him. Perfect, He's great, <laughs> perfect, in every perfect way. in every way. <laughs> what, what do you want from me? I've seen the clips. I've seen the voices. I've seen the super suit scene. Like, <laughs> yes, everyone's seen the super suit. Everyone's scene. seen the super suit scene, <laughs> but it's still just as good. Oh, I like it when it shatters. <laughs> uh, it's good. It was a it was a good Samuel L. Jackson. I forgot that he was in this movie because I forgot yeah. that I did too until he started talking. I'm like, I know. Oh, I'm yeah. like, who voices Frozone? Yeah, <laughs> it was good. Uh, what do you think about Edna Mode? <laughs> God, I love Edna. She's so Edna. funny. She's so funny. Edna is like the aunt I want. Yeah. to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I want to be a high fashionista, but also like deeply care for my family in that way. Yeah, she's, she's like she cares. she's really abrasive. But, yes, but she she cares very deeply for for Helen and for the whole family. Um, and she's sly and catty, but yes. she at the end of the ultimately day, she... has all of their best interests at heart. Yes. She yes. implanted homing devices into all of the super suits without telling Bob, just in case. Just in case. And I, I think that's interesting because, like, when I when I was a kid and I watched this movie the first time, at least, I remember thinking, like, so so Bob is exposed and captured the first time because 
he has snuck into like the the computer room, which is a thing villains have, um, <laughs> and then a homing beacon goes out uh, because Helen sets off the homing beacon in his suit, which he didn't know about, but he is captured because of that. And I always remember thinking like, oh my god, why did she have to do that? You know, like <laughs> it, was per- it was the worst timing, and like if she if she <laughs> hadn't done that, he would have been fine. And being frustrated and like. That's not what happened. Like he, he messed up. If he had told anyone anything about what was going uh-huh. on, that wouldn't have happened. That wouldn't have happened. That's it, completely and... on him. Yes, absolutely. It's. I really like that scene for that very reason mm-hmm. because that's things falling on him that he that that was his mistake. Yeah. Uh, and it's not framed in a way to make it seem like it's Helen's fault, but she she is the one who pushes the button. Yeah. And it just sucks that it that's when it happens. But if Bob communicated with his family and yeah. people, it, that the homing device would not have been needed. And then he hits his lowest low when he thinks his family had died. Yeah. Which, you know, we all need that that low point for a, uh, or a hero in a story so yeah. they can rise back up. And he hit his low. Yeah. Um, he was he was threatening to kill Mirage, and uh, Syndrome was gonna let him because yeah. he because Syndrome knew he was bluffing. But but Mirage comes around and says, "Next time you gamble about your own life." Really good line. Really good line. And the because... tipping point for her where she turns on syndrome. And I'm so happy for that because I was worried. I like I don't I didn't see her as a villain. Yeah. I saw her as uh a pawn and second yeah. in command more. It's it's tough because like in this movie you wanna like her because she's great. I do. I liked and... her as soon as I saw her. And you like she she does turn on syndrome at the end and you know, and, and she she shows concern when there are children on board the plane and all that. But yeah. she also was complicit in the murder of a dozen or so superheroes, at least. <laughs> like, True. you know, <laughs> but did she know about that? I, I have to assume that she did because she was she was kind of like Syndrome's right hand person. That's true. So who knows? But also secret computer room, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> well, but also that's she where knew she the came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she probably knew. So. You know, she's okay but, with killing heroes. You know, she, but not you know, kids. Her her values shifted. You know, we we can say like, I don't know, whatever. I don't I don't want to dwell on that. <laughs> it's a small piece. It's if we don't it's have to worry piece. about. We it. don't have to worry about whether or not Mirage is canceled. She's a fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> can we not talk about canceling? <laughs> um, I want to talk about everything I got right because I'm very proud. <laughs> You got a lot right, and that's why I kind of dug into you and, and asked for details on stuff, because you knew a lot of the. You talked about specifically the scene where Elastigirl, like, flexibles away. I didn't know! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. you, you didn't know anything about the, the superhero ban plot, and that's super yeah. important to the story. Yeah, I didn't know about that at all, um, and that... That's like where things go dark for yeah, but, for the but movie. But structurally, like you, you said that they were on a secret island, that they were kidnapped, and it was just Mister Incredible who ended up getting kidnapped. Not all of them, or not both parents, but um, but still, like you know, family comes to rescue the parent, 
and then they work together like structurally you got you got it right and then you knew a lot of very specific bits like yeah, throw me bob somehow. bob I throw mean, me i mean the baby was about to get kidnapped mm-hmm. i don't syndrome is you a, knew about capes being a problem i knew about capes i specifically told you how syndrome died yep <laughs> megamind megamind <laughs> He's a mad inventor, and like, I love that. I, I said Incredibad. He calls himself Incrediboy. He does I'm call so himself Incrediboy. <laughs> uh, he's a mad inventor who. He was such a fanatic that I find Syndrome very interesting. I don't like Syndrome. I don't like him at all. I. His name as a villain slash hero sucks. <laughs> well, yes. But like, the. He's motivated by his absolute fanaticism for Mr. Yes. Incredible. And when that entire thing shatters, he turns to the dark side, which right. you don't have to. Right, but there I are think... outlets and and help and resources you can get and it sucks that he went down that route. I think that that's a really good message though is that like he was he was always bad. Like, but he was he, also super toxic he, the whole time. He, let fanaticism take the better of him. And I think that that is an important message. Like he, uh, he allowed his idolizing of Mr. Incredible turn into him becoming a supervillain and selling weapons to foreign powers. So he can sell himself as a hero in right. the eyes of the public like, and kill a bunch of superheroes. And yeah, like, don't do all, that. All of me, all of those means to the end of him, being popular and being the object of idolizing and then eventually when he's old and has had his fun he'll sell his inventions to everybody so that they can all be super and when everybody's super no one is because Uh. and there's something in there like ultimately what he's what he hates is the the supers thinking that they're better than him the uneven power dynamic right um but he, he, tw- it's that's not his. That's not his driving force. His driving force is fanaticism, and mm-hmm. that's like even even as he's a villain and he has Mister Incredible at his will and is like he's monologuing at him and stuff. Like he's being a villain. He still like can't stop talking about how cool Mister Incredible is. Mm-hmm. You can say that syndrome is toxic and he that that he's bad. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I, I am. I'm just not using that word. <laughs> I am because that's exactly what he is, and I do not like him. Um, I want to watch the second one. <laughs> I don't know that's anything what, okay. about it. I'll tell you this, right? Um, <laughs> is it bad? The end of the movie. You see the end of the movie, and you're like, "Wow, I can't wait for the sequel." And then you wait 14 years for the sequel to come out. 14. Yeah, I think that's right. And then uh, it does, and it's the worst. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. I didn't hear people talk about it as a thing. It's not good. We can watch it. I'll watch it with you, but it's not going to be an episode of this show. (laughs) Okay. Well, what if we just let this be a contained story? (laughs) We'll write fanfic. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um... I already do that on a weekly basis. This movie is good because the relationships feel real. Mm. There's a lot of nuance, and the the motivations f- for all of the characters are 
complicated. Yeah, there's a lot but of nuance also it's extremely to... grounded and relatable right. in some way. Right. There's a lot of nuance to the writing, to the messaging, uh, to the way that the people talk to each other and the specific things that they say that a lot of it was lost on me on my first watch as a kid. But the movie was still entertaining because there's, you know, explosions and, and ice powers and funny lines. The sequences were great. The fights, yes. the fights and the animation is fantastic. The the moment when Dash runs onto water and he keeps running. And like, he has that little giggle. It's yes. so and good. And he, he realizes, yes. And this time watching it specifically, like, the music in this movie is incredible. And, mm-hmm. sorry, incredible. Shut um, up. But when he runs onto water, like, the music, like, fades away and all you hear is, like, a xylophone trill. Mm-hmm. And... Like, that hit me this time hard. Just, like, the the way that that all, like, that playful little, light little... I it, still it's look out feet. for that. It's his feet tapping on the water, and it's it's so cool. I have to look out for that next time. <laughs> That's what sucks about this being my first watch. I don't get a lot of the nuance for, yeah. or notice a lot of things. And I'm sorry. It's it's really well done. Like, there's a lot of things that, that just feed into later themes in the movie and, and lines that are repeated at specific times that are, it, it's like, it's not super subtle. Like it really hits you over mm-hmm. the head with some stuff. Bob goes yeah. into his little study, his little den with all of his old memorabilia. And there's literally a magazine with a picture of him called glory days. Like mm-hmm. we get his motivation right there. Yeah. <laughs> but it is still nuanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, the set pieces are very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the island was so cool. The island is very good. I kept saying, "This is a Kingdom Hearts level." <laughs> yeah. During our watch, and like the the characters go through like little things, like like Lady Fantastic going through the the building, sneaking yeah. around, and like getting on the tram and swinging. I'm like, and then Mister Incredible just jumping from tree to tree to land on the thing. I'm like, these are all things that can happen in Kingdom Hearts. Why isn't this happening? <laughs> Why is this not happening? Give me Kingdom Hearts. Give me Kingdom Hearts or give me death. Give, give me a good Kingdom Hearts with the Incredibles in it and an actual Ratatouille world and no Instagram. I'll back off. You didn't off. save my life. You ruined my death. That's what. That was messed up. Yeah. That was so messed up. It's a good line. It's a good line. That's so messed up, though. <laughs> also, where is bomb the bomb one? Bomb voyage. He got bomb away. Voyage. I know. Second movie villain. You would think <gasps> they don't. You would think <laughs> no. Oh, so you made a joke out of it. Fine. Um. All right, Ray. I think that about gets us to the conclusion of our conversation. Without the lens of nostalgia having never seen this movie before in your life, although having inexplicable knowledge of very specific points of it, would you recommend watching it to somebody somebody new? Yeah! Do it! Watch this movie. It's cute. It's a Disney movie, and as much as I hate Disney, they make good content. It's a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) I would recommend this movie. I would recommend watching this movie with a friend. I would recommend watching this movie with ice cream. I would recommend watching this movie. Okay. If you're lactose intolerant, get some some snackies. Yeah. This seems like a chill snack time movie. Yeah. Oh, you were wrong about Helen being a plumber. Yeah, I was so housewife 
is what you were trying to... No, pilot! Oh, I guess. She's a pilot! That's so cool! And it's I just, just like... I just assumed she just knew how, and that was just a hobby, because people <laughs> do that. No, there's a whole implied backstory. She calls her friend Snug. Yeah, no, you're and right, she's, she's like, a pilot. You, you owe me, give me a jet. I'm like, what... I, I'm I'm honestly glad it's not explained, but it's so cool. Like it's so cool that it. Yeah, I mean it's a and plot that, device too to get them to the island. But they could have done that in, the, the in island, many but ways. It also explains her character. Like you know, she had really cool stuff going on, and she knew that when she got married, she gave she, it all up for yeah. the family, no questions. Yeah. Helen's great. Yeah, uh, Bob says the line, "How could I betray the perfect woman?" And I mean. hey (laughs) she turns into a boat what more can you ask for she she turns into many things that are extremely needed in this movie yes yeah um a voice of reason is one of them (laughs) (laughs) yes constantly let's leave (laughs) let's leave thank you ray so much for watching this movie with me Thank you for watching it with me, and thank you to Chongo for the use of the song Hat of Serenity off of the album Hat Shop. Go check out his Bandcamp, or Spotify, also. Uh, thank you also to Haley Rose for the introduction to our show so we don't have to say welcome to mock footage every week. <gasps> I did it. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, also, thank you to Ross Jerson for the creation of our cover art. I still love it. It's so very good and very us. And finally... Thank you to Lunar Light Studio for hosting mock footage so I can finally watch The Incredibles. Finally, after all these years. Thank you so much once again for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Mock Footage. You can send an email to mockfootage at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. You can leave a review on iTunes so that we can get some more eyeballs and earballs on the show. We would love that. Um, so please spread the word. Please keep telling your friends about it. Please keep telling your grandmas about this show. And parents. And, and parents as well. But I really want... I, I'm, I'm, I'm out here. I'm trying to grab up the majority of the grandma market share. If we can get that demographic locked down, I think, I think we will have true power. Okay. <laughs> Ray, what, what was your favorite line from this movie? <laughs> when Joe said, when we have a monopoly on the grandma market, we'll have true power. That's my favorite line from The Incredibles. <laughs> Um, I don't know there are a lot of good ones there are a lot of good ones and I feel like it'd be cliche to be like where's my super suit Bob throw me like, I don't think throw me Bob is as cliche as you think it is I think I just say it all the time No, our friend group says it so much (laughs) we say it so much it's ridiculous I could be like everything Edna Mode said like no capes that's also no capes (laughs) What about, oh, I had one. Oh, <laughs> what about Gazer Beam? Stop. <laughs> he said it like three times in the movie. And it, I'm pretty it sure it was the same take every time. <laughs> All right, give me a line, Ray. Um, Any line. No capes. No capes. I have to live my Edna mode truth. Give it, give um, it, give it to me with some conviction. No capes. There it is. Lunar Light Studio Pretty, witty, and gay
Hey, Miles. Hey, Moss. I'd like to challenge you to find a song that you only heard once when you were a kid. Hmm. Okay, but I have a challenge for you, Moss. Oh, okay. I want you to find a song that was made by a celebrity. Oh, that's funny, because I'd like you to find a song that has a Pokemon in it. Oh, well, that's a real coincidence, because I want you to find a D&D song. Wait, 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 we, we do not have time to talk about all of these songs. This is a promo. Oh, dang it, you're right. Okay, all right. Where can we go and where can people go to talk about the songs that go with these themes? Well, they could always go and listen to Artificial Ghost Radio. Artificial Ghost Radio? Ooh, what's that? It sounds like a podcast that we might do. It could be potentially a podcast that the both of us do. Wouldn't that be a weird coincidence? As if we wouldn't just have a conversation like this in real life. Well, this is a totally natural dialogue. This is a natural dialogue that we have, naturally. Each episode on Artificial Ghost Radio, we challenge each other to find songs that fit extremely arbitrary themes. Oh, now that sounds interesting. But that can't be all they do. We also do this fun little segment by the name of The Wheel of Discord. The Wheel of Discord. And you want to know what we do on the Wheel of Discord? What do we do with the Wheel of Discord? We shuffle our music player of choice and we are forced to talk about whatever song comes up. That is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Where can this podcast be found? And when can this podcast be found? You can find us each and every Saturday ooh, on Lunar Light Studio you get your podcast or sunday if you're in australia or sunday if you're with all the other cool people 